Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Right, we are talking rugby league. I haven't spoken to him before, but I'm told he's an outstanding man. George Clark joins us to talk some rugby league. George, good evening. Welcome. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, good morning from the UK, guys. How are you travelling? Yeah, very, very well, thank you. Well, look, our Rugby League uh, World Cup has kicked off. We've had Australia beat Fiji 42-8. England beat Samoa 60 points to 6. We've had the might of New Zealand getting up over Lebanon 34 points to 12. Um, what did you take out of the Australian performance? Um, I think it showed there was a bit of ring rust from the guys who hadn't played since, you know, the first couple, maybe even before the NRL finals. And, and Mal Meninga's made a point all along of saying he's going to rotate guys, get the match fit. So I think for the first 20 minutes, Fiji were really gallant. And they'd kind of had a um, bit of an interrupted preparation. Um, their coach is in hospital. But for that 20 minutes or so, they were great. And then Australia just found their groove. I think, I think they'll get better as the tournament goes on. Um, and you know they, they've got a game against Scotland who got thumped by Italy this week so that should be um, where guys like Nathan Cleary and um, Isaiah Yeo will get their first test caps and, and then go from there and God knows what Meninga's going to do in regards of who he picks as his halfback whether it's Cleary or Cherry Evans that's the great mystery mm-hmm. England, Samoa, Samoa for me it's always a fitness issue with him it's not so much about a talent it's more about application um, Samoa an interesting one so obviously as an Englishman I wanted England to win but even watching that game I thought oh god this is going to be a disaster for the World Cup if the hosts lose in the opening game but apart from about 10 minutes and, and you've got to remember Samoa's only try came by virtue of an intercept so if we if we chalk that off they lost 60-0 and it's not like in years gone by where those guys maybe you know, you could say that there were guys drawn from the lower grades in Australia, New Zealand and England. But this is a team with eight guys who played in the NRL Grand Final and loads more who played State of Origin. So you get all those guys together and you think, OK, they should be able to hold their own. But they just, they lack direction. They lack discipline. Even guys like Brian Toad, you know, one of the best players in the NRL this year, really didn't fire a shot. And I, I think maybe you look deeper into it and say, there's obviously been some issues around the coach, Matt Parrish, but this is the best Samoan side yeah. I can ever remember. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're probably going to get to the quarterfinals, but in in what shape? And and probably with unconvincing wins over, over the French and Greece. Mm-hmm. Okay, being a neutral observer, New Zealand up against Lebanon, I mean, it's I guess it's hard to sort of pick these sides apart because, as we all know, it's the first time these teams have played what's the first game for them. It's the first serious game where they've, they've sort of had to come together. But what did you make of New Zealand? Uh, again, they were kind of pretty scrappy, which, you, which I guess you'd expect with guys coming back in. Uh, Jerome Hughes are late scratching. Um, I'm told that he's only going to be out for, for this game, same with Moses Fiosa. They both probably could have played. Um, but I think Michael Maguire is playing playing the long game. I think there was, you know, a bit of scrappiness to start with. And, and credit to Lebanon, they were really spirited. But those those couple of tries, I think it was Manu's brilliant solo effort and the Dylan Brown one after just after half time when Lebanon had made it a six point game, really um, pulled New Zealand away and then the Dewey send off just kind of compounded things for the Lebanese. But um from Maguire, I'm giving that a 
a six out of ten, I think there's definitely room room for improvement. And um, as time progresses, I, I, I guess you don't really know what you're going to look like until you've played um, probably Ireland are the, the the closest challengers to New Zealand in that group. So they've got a really good win over over Jamaica yesterday as well. And I think with a guy like Luke Keary, um, they're going to pose New Zealand some problems in that final group game. Mm, yeah, now the big surprise package in the last three or four years in International Rugby League has Tonga uh, clearly beat New Zealand at the last World Cup. They've had a victory over Australia here in Auckland at Eden Park. Um, they've got a lot closer to the Kiwis. On paper, an outstanding side. The big question, and a similar one that I put with the Samoan side, it's how fit they are, um, how much application's gone on, and whether or not there is a little bit of a hangover from the NRL or for the Super League in the UK. But how much anticipation around Tonga? How much of an unknown quantity are they? I think, I mean, the, the, you've got to remember they're the third best-ranked side in the world. New Zealand are top. England, uh, sorry, I think Tonga might even be second, but New, Australia definitely fourth, New Zealand are one. Tonga, I think, I think they've got a coach who's really bought into what the culture is about for the players. Like Christian Wolf has won three back-to-back titles with St. Helens in the Super League. He's close with all those players. He speaks to Jason Tamalolo um, and the other and guys like Daniel Tupo, you know, at least once a month. So there's a good rapport there. There's a good bond. And I think he understands when to go hard on them and when to take it easy. And I think that's why they've got the results they have. They're probably the only kind of concern I have over over Tonga going deep into this tournament. I think they should win their group. We're starting with the um, the game against Papua New Guinea uh, tomorrow night, uh, UK time. That'll be Wednesday morning, your time. I think the only real concern I've got is the halves. Um, Tuvalu here has been playing really well in Super League, but there isn't a natural number seven, you know, to control the game, kick to the corner, do do the little things right. Um, that would be my only kind of question mark over how deep time mm. can go, but they should at least get to the quarterfinals. Yeah. How much interest in the Rugby League World Cup in the UK at the moment? I mean, everybody's clearly looking forward to the FIFA Football World Cup. The women's football team in the UK in England's done incredibly well as well. So how much interest around this? I think the, the big... I think England winning is a massive boost because now people will get excited about watching England and then, you know, they'll buy tickets for the England game and then they'll say, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll go, go to another one the next day because I might see another, another upset. I think the World Cup organisers have been really kind of banging the drum saying, we're not going to drop the prices, we're not going to, um, you know, we, we, this, is a, this is kind of a blue ribbon event and we want you to pay top dollar for it. I guess the issue in the, in the UK at the moment is there's a cost of living crisis, so the crowds aren't great. I think there was only about 5,000 yesterday for the Q 